Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Bionic Commando. Bionic Commando was developed and published by Capcom and released in Japan in July of 1988. It was then released in North America in December of 88 and then in PAL territories in October of 1990. Oh, man. That's almost a solid year, man. That sucks. (laughs) It does. It always does. Sorry, guys. Now, this is a sequel to the 1985 game Commando that was both in arcades and then released on the Nintendo Entertainment System. I don't remember ever seeing it in arcades, but I, I think I played it once or twice on Nintendo. And it is your pretty standard, just uh, vertical scrolling shooter with the little man. Yeah, like Akari Warriors or one of those. Gunsmoke, something mm-hmm. like that. Bionic Commando was released in Japan as Hitler's Resurrection Top Secret. Yeah. So I guess they weren't going to bring that title over to the American store shelves. Yeah, that's, I mean, a little too risque, I guess. Uh, yeah, you mean, I don't think Toys R Us wanted any products on their <laughs> shelf that said Hitler's Resurrection no, no. In, in big letters on the side of it. And as you can imagine, so much of this game was changed, not only the title. We had a lot of changes from the Japan version to the North American and PAL versions, including lots of graphical changes in yeah. names. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's... They don't call him Hitler anymore. It's Master D, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're not Nazis anymore. They're the bads. Yeah. So uh, instead of swastikas, you get their little... I mean, it's pretty close to the German, like, Imperial Eagle, but right? You right. Know, um... There were many swastikas throughout the game, uh, but those were changed to the eagle, as you said. And then um, they're also the, the other main bad guy had, like, a really crazy German name, and then oh, they yeah. changed it to, like, Kilt. Mr. Kilt. Yeah. <laughs> but most importantly, there was no Hitler in the USA version, kind of. Yeah, well, it looks like Hitler. But... Yeah, and we'll get to that. But they did <laughs> remove his name and all mentions of anything Nazi or Hitler in any part of it. I mean, I just feel like if you did that much, why stop? Like, there's just one facial portrait. You know, yeah. you could have just changed that and it would have been totally gone. But, you know, <laughs> they left the worst one. They could have just erased, like, four pixels, maybe yeah. six. <laughs> and we could have changed him from Hitler to, like, I don't know, Bitler. Well, whatever. It's uh, Of the bads. I like killing Hitler, so. Yeah, growing up in the 80s, uh, we were taught by Indiana Jones that <laughs> killing Nazis, punching them right in the face, blowing their stuff up, it's what you do. It's a proud tradition. It, I don't think, you know, the naming would have been a problem, but I don't think it would have been a problem to have you beating up Hitler. No right, one would have right. been like, oh my God, I can't believe my kids beat up Hitler in this right, game. Right, right. But if you do feel the need to beat up Hitler on your own, just... Make sure you play the Japanese version. <laughs> uh, and to note, it's a little easier version as well. There are more one-ups and more platforms. Yeah, in certain areas. And there are, I know there's a, a ROM hack that someone has where it's just, it's all in English, but it's got all the, the Nazi stuff put back in. Cool. So that's there too. Now, this game was originally an arcade game, or maybe it was released at the same time. Yeah, I never saw that either, so... No, I have it on my main cabinet, and it's one of those Konami classics where they definitely did something different with the home port very smartly. Right, right. And the arcade one, not very fun. That's what I've heard. I've never... No one's ever been like, go check it out, you know? Right. Other than just for it being an oddity, I guess. And then in the early 2000s, 
or mid-2000s, I guess, 2004, 5, 6, somewhere in there. No, oh, yeah. The Studio Grin released mm. a more modern remake of the game, Bionic Commando Rearmed. Yeah, that was in association with the, whatever, the third person, first person shooter version. Well, oh, right? I'll get there. <laughs> well, this came out first, and it was on uh, Xbox 360, uh, PS3. It was in the arcades section of all these. Right, And right. it is available on the PC as well. And I highly recommend that. I remember uh, playing around with it a bit. I liked it, you know? Yeah, it just, you know, gives you a kind of a 3D skin update, but it's still a 2D game. Uh, the gameplay is almost identical across the board. I mean, it feels timing-wise like everything is the exact same. They do add uh, the fact that you start with a full health bar and the continues are normal. And then I think you can also use your arm to block bullets at a certain point. You do get an upgrade, but there's mm-hmm. very few major changes to the game. They just make it a lot more fair and a lot more balanced. Right on. And then, as you mentioned, yes, a totally modern, very 3D game, Bionic Commando, was released in, I think, 2007-ish. And uh, it was kind of infamous for him having kind of a weird sausage arm. Yeah, the hot dogs. (laughs) Uh, I actually bought that game um, on used for 3 or $4. It wasn't as bad as I was expecting. It's just one of those games where 50% of it's padding. Well, and didn't uh, the remastered one outsell... The new one? I, I don't see why it wouldn't, because it's a hundred <laughs> times more fun. I thought I'd just remember the, that as like a, a factoid. So yeah, if you are going to get a more modern one, go for the rearmed, not the plain modern Bionic Commando. <laughs> so Nick, what kind of game is Bionic Commando? Well, uh, Bionic Commando is a side-scrolling uh, action platformer. There's a little bit of uh, exploration involved, you know, kind of. Um, it's it's definitely a game that really feels less linear than it really is. But, yeah, and it's uh, most famous for the fact that it is a, a game where you cannot jump. Yeah, so let's get right into it. You are the Bionic Commando. Yeah. What's your name? you got a goofy name. It's like Rad Spencer or Lad. Depending on the translation, you... You know, sometimes it'll say rad and sometimes lad. So I remember lad a lot, mo- that's, a lot more. That's more in the cartridge, I think, but the manual has different... <laughs> the manual is not the best translation. Spoilers. All right. Well, you are Lad Spencer, the Bionic Commando. And in this game, you cannot jump. You have no jumping option. And this is mostly a side scroller. Yeah. So you can feel weird. Uh, definitely. Um, it's violating all of the conventions right away with that. <laughs> yes. And I guess we should talk about the fact that the reason you cannot jump is because you have a bionic arm. Yeah, it's uh, pretty awesome. You can extend it out to grapple and pull yourself up and swing across things. Uh, it's pretty pretty good. Yeah, you basically would be using your jump button, but instead it's your grapple button. And you can shoot it vertically, as you said, but you can also shoot it horizontally mm-hmm. if you are ducking or you tap over as you're pressing it. Yep, and then you yep. can also shoot it at a 45-degree angle. Yeah, that's its, like, standard, kind of. If you're not pressing any directions, it'll just default to that. Yeah, and with this grappling arm, you can, of course, grapple. So you can connect to the ceiling above you, and if that is a, a path to climb, you can climb up that. So if it's a platform, you can grapple up to it and then climb onto the platform. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can use it to swing. So if you do the 45-degree angle grapple, it will put you into a gentle swinging arc. Yeah, and uh, it'll... If you just leave it, you'll start to rebound back, but you can let go and then, you know, fire another one if you want to keep swinging or just you can 
pull yourself up even from the swinging one and just you know climb up a well to do that you have to hit your grapple button again and it will retract the grapple arm to pull you to the point that you grappled at yeah yeah and that will hold you there so then you can either press down to fall or up to climb whatever you were grappled to yeah now if you don't press over again or hit your grapple button again once you've done that diagonal swing you will continue to swing back and forth without losing momentum as long as you want. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes you need to do that to kind of figure out, you know, how you're going to get to somewhere or horribly when you have to swing out and then grapple back. Yeah, there's some, yeah, yeah. After playing this for many years, I would be very disappointed by um, tons of Spider-Man games where I was like, they did it here years ago. Right. You know, I mean, I get it. There's uh, only two buttons on an NES, but. And I am a huge fan of grappling hooks across all all matter of games, uh, comic books. If someone would write a song about them, I'd probably really be into that as well. There you go, yeah. But yeah, this grappling hook is very, very satisfying to use because not only can you use it to swing around and for mobility, but you can also use it to pick up uh, the small items that sometimes people drop. Yeah, and and stun some enemies uh, and stuff. Like, it's uh, it's pretty cool. Or knock them kind of back a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So it, it has a wide variety of things it can do. Now, in addition to not jumping, but grappling, <laughs> you can shoot. Yeah, you get a selection of uh, five different guns you'll acquire throughout the game that you can use. Yeah, and you start with just a normal normal gun. Like you know, a you, rifle. Can, <laughs> you can tap it to rapid fire. Yeah. And how many can you have on screen at a time? I want to say three, but I'm not 100%. Sure. The range is pretty short, so it's easy to, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't really know because once I got the next weapon, I never, ever left it. Oh, yeah. And the next weapon is the rocket launcher. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. It's It's where it's at. Well, it's by far the strongest weapon. Yeah. And it's pretty quick. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you can only have one on screen at a time. But it's so fast that it doesn't really matter. And it goes through all the enemies like it's, uh, it's, it's the bomb. Now, you get, you know, new weapons and new items by sometimes completing levels, sometimes finding them in areas. And we'll go over all of that when we do our level by level. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So right now we're just going to talk about the various things you do find. Yeah. Uh, you also have the wide cannon. Yeah, I use this a little bit. It's not the best, but... It's kind of like a spread gun, or I think of it more of a shotgun. Yeah, it's it's short range, and you, you get... Two. One, yeah, you get one straight ahead, and then two kind of come off the sides, you know? Yeah, two short range, if you ask me. Yeah. It's um, just, you know, you only shoot it out a couple feet in front of you, and it's just not enough, not enough uh, room for me. No, I, I would only use it when, well, before I got the rocket launcher. <laughs> but uh... Now, one plus to the wide cannon is that the bullets do ignore walls. But since your range is so limited, yeah, it's and, not as helpful. Well, yeah. And then you have the three-way cannon. Yeah, it's a weird one um, where you shoot. it shoots um, up, down, and whichever direction you're facing. I've used it once in the entire game. Uh, I use it like on the one level you get, like where it's like right after you get it, there's mm-hmm. a level where it's pretty useful. Um, well, there's a wall you have to destroy with it. Yeah. Um, and there's some uh, enemies that it's like, I, yeah. don't, I think they're easy because just being able to shoot vertically. I you know? changed to my rocket launcher and then went through that very level. And I could definitely see where it would be advantageous to have the three-way shot there instead. And w- But not when you get to the boss yeah no never (laughs) that's where yeah um and this gun is weird because in the overhead levels you know it it doesn't shoot three bullets it just shoots one straight ahead of you huh 
you know, it's markedly weaker than the rocket launcher and right. the side-scrolling levels. But in the overhead ones, I was like, this thing just goes through everything. It's a shorter range, but it's faster to shoot. So I used it sometimes on those levels, but they're so easy anyways, it doesn't really matter. Right. Yeah, these guns all pretty much have the same effect when you go into an overhead level. But as Nick just said, those levels, if, once you know what to expect from them, you just run through them. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. Now, the three-way cannon also shoots through walls. So that's another big plus of it. And then your final weapon you will uh, have bestowed upon you is the machine gun. Yeah, Joe's machine gun. Yeah. Which, and... uh, as the manual points out, it has a 22.5 degree spread. Wow, that's pretty specific. It's weirdly specific. Uh, there... <laughs> well, you but... get it from a man named Destroyer 3. Yeah. So. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and, and it's one of those, like, uh, similar to, say, the submachine gun in Metal Gear, where it kind of moves, you know, spreads, sprays mm-hmm. up and down a little 22.5 degrees, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Again, uh, I was so enamored by the power of the rocket launcher. Yeah, I never that I never used it. I I used a little bit just to look at it, but I was like, yeah, don't need it. No. Now, in addition to multiple guns, you will find special gear throughout the levels. And one thing that's really cool is when you go into a side-scrolling level, you will get to choose from each of these things one slot. So you'll get to choose one of those five guns we talked about. Mm-hmm. And then you also get to choose one of the special gears you have. Now, if you only have one, you just take the one you normally have. And this was sadly another area that I mainly use the exact same thing every time. Yeah, I mean, unless you're required to have you something. You mean like our first item, the flare bombs? That's right. You'll you'll need these in a, what level? Area four. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll only need it once. You just light it. Otherwise, the level would be dark, but it lights it up, so whoop-de-doo. So when you choose what special gear to take into a level, it is highlighted. When you hit pause, you can see what you've got, mm-hmm. and you activate it by hitting start. Yeah. Um, which I did on accident more often than I ever, ever wished to. Me too. I It really messes with me. I feel like, because you press select to go to your subscreen, and it always feels like that should be start, and select should be the item. So. Yeah. <laughs> there was many times that I wasted our next item foolishly (laughs) and that is what i think is the best item of these special gear that is the energy recovery yeah yeah the um they call it pills in the game but it's clearly a potion but yeah it is a green potion bottle but yeah use it and it'll fill up your life so totally total refill although wonderful one thing that's cool about it is because i did use it accidentally a lot but if your life's already full it won't actually consume it like it'll still be there but if even if you're if you're missing one it'll you know what i mean that is cool though so there's at least that. So, And then next up, you have the permit, the least special of the gear. Yeah, it is yeah. literally a paper permit. Yeah, you just need it to get into one neutral zone, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, area 14. So, yeah, you'll, you'll use that once. Mm-hmm. Then you get the iron boots, an item I wish you would have gotten way earlier in the game. Yeah. Um, Should have been the first item you get. I barely ever even used it. Like, Never did. Yeah. I, I, by the time I got them, I was like, I don't... Yeah. I'm not trying to fight guys with, you know, you can like swing into guys when you have them equipped, I guess. And hurt yeah. Them. And it will kill small enemies just by swinging into them. Which I mean, I guess could be useful in certain areas, but I, I don't know. I never really felt like there was an area that demanded it. You know? No, because so. I could normally just shoot the guys I needed to <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. swing on. Yeah. And then finally, uh, the last piece of special gear that you will get is the rapid fire device. Yeah. Or the magazine system, as it's called in the manual. Well, either way, it looks kind of like a missile. Not like either of those things, as uh, far as its graphics is concerned. I, th- I always thought it looks like a silencer that you'd like hook on the end of your gun. But either way, it's like it lets you now, it, it only works with your um, starting weapon. Mm-hmm. And you can just hold down the button to rapid fire. And I think it speeds it up. Maybe you get another one on the screen. Cool. 
The rate of fire, though, was never a problem with that gun. No, and uh, once again, I uh, just rocket launcher, so I don't need it. (laughs) Exactly. So this item was kind of a waste on both of us. Well, that is it for your special gear. Next up, we have three items in the protector or protective gear category. And number one is the pendant. Yeah. um, Which is actually... It's a cross. It's just a cross necklace. Or it's sometimes called a charm. Uh, It's... I mean, it just protects you from the first shot you would get hit by in an area. So, kind of nice. It is. I kind of wish it was like a Bible. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like the thing. stories of the guys that, ah, oh, that Bible saved me. I got shot in the heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, Next up, we have the helmet. Yeah, which is a weird one because it will protect you from, like, the first bullet in a salvo, kind of, or a group of bullets. Ah, three times. Yeah, it'll do it three times. So. Right. A little better, but it's like you'll still get hit, kind of. You know what I mean? Like, what? And you'll get hit by like physical. Like, if a guy runs into you, I, I couldn't really figure out when I, think, when I was taking the hit and when I wasn't. I think it's just bullets. Okay. Because uh, I, I mean, I notice at least with the charm and sometimes with this, like you'll see it bounce off you. you right. Know? Yeah. Well, yeah. I was very confused because a lot of times that would happen to me later in a level when I was like, I thought I'd already use this up. Yeah. The helmet is just like the charm, but you get three. And then the bulletproof vest is the one. That's the next one. Yeah. And that will protect you from. You it's know, if every you, other yeah, bullet is what so, it is. So it's a weird one. but and I read a thing online that if you're really good, you just always take the helmet. That, that's actually what I did. Because if you're only going to get hit three times or four, that's better because you're going to not take any of that damage. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm Yeah, like, so I went with the helmet most of the time. But... I switched to it in the final level because I wasn't sure what to expect. I couldn't remember how hard it was going to be. And I figured at least with the bulletproof vest, you're kind of doubling your, your – you're not doubling your life, you're – getting an extra half of your life yeah yeah so an extra 50 percent of life yeah i just feel like the the hardest parts in the levels aren't bullets like you well, know not from mean? the not not until you go up against a crazy boss yeah but even then i just i just wasn't sure what i was going to expect you know in that level 12 i got you yeah and i didn't get the bulletproof vest until literally the level before that okay so <laughs> yeah it's, yeah you're not missing too much anyways and then finally, you have your communicators. You have four communicators, and oddly enough, they are represented by Greek letters in the game just to confuse every child that played this. Oh, yeah. Um, I always just use the colors. They're also different colors, which is a much simpler way to <laughs> describe yeah. them. But I don't know why they didn't do that in the game, because your alpha communicator is red. Yeah, that's your starting one. You begin with that. The beta communicator is green. Now, at least the alpha and beta are symbols that are easy enough to kind of you know them, or they correspond. Yeah, the gamma one looked weird to me. I thought it looked like a like a cursive Y or some of these. Where I was like, "What yeah. is that?" And then like, next up is gamma, the blue one, and it's a weird looking cursive Y. And then finally, it's delta, your quote yellow one, but it's orange. <laughs> it's orange, yeah. And you know, I don't know my Greek letters very well, but it's like a weird. It's like a circle with a line over it or something yeah, weird. No, it's that weird. It's a weird kind of lowercase d thing. I've yeah, it's weird. Either way, I was like, why couldn't this just been a color. <laughs> and you use the communicators throughout all the various levels to communicate. Oh, I know. Amazing, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, with other soldiers throughout the area when to wiretap and spy on the enemy. And you can only do this in special rooms throughout the levels. Yeah, there is. And generally, each level will have at least one of these where you have to enter to open the final door to the boss. Or, you know, there's usually something you got to do besides just progressing, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, of course... One of the harder parts is you need the right communicator, and they never really tell you. Sometimes you'll get hints if you listen in to places yeah. or talk to people, 
But I would definitely recommend cheating on that aspect. Well, there's like a guy towards the beginning who will tell you like, use this communicator in areas one, four, and five. Mm-hmm. And then it's like each, you know, they each work in three levels. So yeah. it's it's kind of like once you know and you look, you're like, well, it's almost always the last one you got. You use that in the next ones. But yeah, I mean, they, they have that. If you press like, was it like down and A and B? It'll warp you out of any level. Yes. So, I mean, I, I give him credit for that because at least you don't have to just kill yourself to get out of there if you're like, oh, crap, I have the wrong communicator. Mm-hmm. So I can just warp out and come back with mm-hmm. the right one, ideally. That's how I switched to the rocket launcher on mm-hmm. the three-way shot stage. Yeah, yeah. But as you go through these levels, you will find items dropped by the enemies. And then also sometimes like a weird parachuting little crate thing. Yeah, yeah. And if you hit it with a bullet or with your grappling arm, it will open up. And drop perhaps one of these various items. Oh, yeah. Such as the one-up doll. Which is, uh, that's probably the best one you can get. Um, uh-huh. It's, it's an extra life, so good on you. <laughs> Which is a little little version of Lad. Yeah, yeah. And then you can also find a bottle of that energy recovery potion. Yeah, which is cool, too. And it will give you full health right away. You don't have to use it from your inventory. Which is nice, man. There's That's the only real way to heal, so you uh-huh. need it. I, I only found those, I think, twice in the game. They're pretty rare. Uh, twice, I also found the POW item, P-O-W, and it's not a POW block like in Mario. No. It is a weird force field Yeah, that I never you. found useful. The only area that I would find it consistently, there were usually enemies that were impervious to it around, mm-hmm. so I was like, eh. You get it, and then for the next 20 seconds or so, a little energy orb spirals around you. doesn't do a whole lot. I mean, I yeah, I, I didn't find it that useful. No. And then the final and most important item in the game is the small green bullet. Yeah, you, now, you do have infinite ammo, so it's not that kind of bullet, but it's uh, essentially how you kind of level your guy up. You know, mm-hmm. you, you get it extends your life bar at certain intervals. Where well, you... they will be dropped by enemies, and you will find them in some rando weird rooms. Yeah, yeah. But as you said, you have to collect every one you find, because at certain thresholds, you will, quote, level up or get an extra hit point of life yeah i mean it's just life but it's very important um and you also get 10 bullets anytime you beat um an area oh, okay so that helps you know progress you along now if you die you keep all your bullets but if you continue you will start at whatever you know if you need 60 bullets for the next level you will start at 30 every time or if it's 30 you'll start at 15 so okay as long as you don't get caught with too many continues you know you, you always progress upwards and you have a maximum level of eight hit points i think so yeah and then that is at 300 bullets yeah i didn't i didn't get there <laughs> oh really not this time man oh, well i will tell you where you can achieve that final chunk of bullets with quite a bit of ease yeah it was definitely i went from like 160 to 300 in this one area oh wow okay and then in the overhead levels you will find one more item that is not in the side scrolling levels and that is when you destroy a Heavy gunner man or the jeep, it will drop one of those eagles. Yeah, and that's your continue. <laughs> and that's the only way you're going to find continues in this game. Yeah, you don't start with any. No. So you want to get those uh, ASAP. Yeah, um, our buddy Bill suggested that you may want to go out of your way and actually go do a overhead level first. Yeah, yeah. I always, definitely before I go to level four, mm-hmm. because if you... I'll talk about it later, but, you know, it's just, it's an area where I can see where it could cause a lot of people to get stuck early and make the game seem even harder. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So to get to the overhead levels, we must talk about the map of this game. 
Yeah, there's a map screen. Um, you start off in like area zero or something, but mm -hmm. you're in a little helicopter and you move around and you have your, your neutral zones and your um, enemy zones. And to get from place to place, you have to tell your operator, like I either want to descend or transfer to a new area. Yeah. Just choose that area and then you will go to it. Now, as a child, I found this immensely confusing. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I mean, I only rented it like once or twice. Okay. We'll get to that. But I just remember like all the trucks moving in unison and the fact that you can't just go, you can go to any level you want, but you can't always land at it. And sometimes there's a barrier. I got very lost yeah. and confused and it just seemed overwhelming the number of options and the things moving in this <laughs> map screen. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a bit going on there, but uh, if you encounter, uh, you know, along the pathways between these levels, when you're moving, if you bump into one of the trucks, that's when it's like you go down to the overhead levels. Too. So there are enemy trucks or transports moving all over this map. And they move quicker than your helicopter. So yeah, yeah. you never really quite know if you're going to be on path with one or not. They can bump around and they will respawn in certain areas after you defeat them. So, you know, you might be, sometimes it'll just look like it just appeared right on you. And you're mm -hmm. like, oh, whoa. <laughs> but they are all, all very, very easy. They're kind of like uh, the quartermaster corps in the UN squadron. You know, yeah, the trucks yeah, where you're definitely. Like... <laughs> so when you come across one of those trucks, though, you do not have the choice to descend. Yeah, you or transfer. To, it just yeah. forces you into a fight, and you do not get to choose your loadout, only what gun you take. Yeah. And then the levels are very short, and they all end with you getting close to like a, a big truck, and yeah. you just go into it. Getting up in there. And it's they were also slightly different. You can use your grappling hook in the overhead levels. You swing it around, and it'll knock bullets, deflect them away from you and stuff. Like I never did that. Oh, really? It's like a big 360. Like, yeah. Shings it around. It's, eh. like, I remember it now. But they're just... So easy <laughs> yeah, that you don't need to ever. You really don't, no. I was never in any any level of danger in those at all. The key factor is there's always two continues in them. Make sure you get both. Yep. And I think you have a max number of continues you're going to hold? Yeah. You, you nine? Nine. It maxes out at nine. Okay. I know. I checked it. One other note about the overhead levels is that there are two basic types, like a dirt one and... A swamp oh, one. Yeah, yeah. The dirt one has trucks in it. The swamp one has like like bazooka dudes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Really, no difference besides that. I guess, and there are the two underground passage ones too. Yeah, and those are slightly different as well. Again, none of them hard. So no, not <laughs> at all. All right, Nick. This is a Capcom game with a very unusual play style. <laughs> I'm hoping they did this uh, game some justice with a pretty good manual well it's a very unusual manual um it's, oh yeah uh, it's an early one man it's pretty rough uh you got 24 pages it's okay. all black and white um you do have some pictures art you know enemies weapons etc it does start with a weird uh it's a, a special message from captain commando which is, you know the, the capcom logo yeah guy? i was like yeah. wait the cap uh, yeah i got confused he there. looks totally different than you think it's a really weird picture where i was like what i don't know it's like a painted weird thing i don't know um i thought that was kind of funny so not like in marvel versus capcom right no it, he's way cooler in those than here here oh, okay. it's bizarre looking <laughs> but uh, um you know and it goes through um like your weapons it calls them earned weapons it's very weirdly translated like you get weird uh um like it calls the rocket launcher the rocket gun and then it says can shoot continuously which huh. is a lie. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, I'm assuming they mean your bullet was through everything. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, and it also talks about the hyper bazooka, you know, which you get at the very end. And, and like, even here, they're laying it in where they're like, this weapon can go through the cockpit of choppers. Wow. Hint, hint. <laughs> uh, but 
they call all the items bonus characters. What? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but you do have a, a big, you have 23 enemies that are all named, which you're like, that's cool. But then they're all just like knife wielding soldier, soldier with gun. You know, oh, they don't have Large a name. No, it's just no. a description. It, uh, it's hilarious. Where I was like, what? Okay. This is, I don't know. So it's like the Arnold Schwarzenegger commentary track. <laughs> where he just tells you what's happening in the yeah. movie? I guess. I mean, um, in like under the earned weapons part, there's a picture of your player. It says, shoot in eight directions, comma, wave wires. And I was like, are you trying to talk about the grappling hook? I guess. I don't know. Because I was like, you can't shoot in eight directions. Who yeah. are you trying to pull? And they're saying you can, sh- but you can't even shoot the grappling hook in eight directions. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there's nothing in this game that goes in eight directions. Well, if you have as many questions as I do, you can ask one Paul Biederman who made this instruction manual because his name was in there. Much like, who was that other dude? Kevin Sullivan or something who made one in the past? This one had a name attached to it. So I'm wondering if this guy had like an hour to do all this. You know what I mean? Where they're like, translate this as fast as you can because it's really rough, man. Rough around the edges. But if you're into that, I'd say check it out. So Nick, what was your personal history with this game, Bionic Commando? Um, Well, this was a game I remember renting uh, pretty early on. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and just found it to be super hard and yeah i rented it as well and i just remember it being almost impenetrable i liked it i would i came back several times yeah it's uh, the concept is perfect for like an eight-year-old boy yeah yeah no i mean it it's and it's really close like it was just i could never figure out i'd get to about i think area six was as far as i ever got until much later when i started using emulators to cheat right i was like i'm gonna beat this game and i did well i also uh rented it at least once and it was one of those games, you know, you always talked about. It had its place in the pantheon of game yeah. talk. Yeah. But I didn't. I never beat the original, uh, but I did buy and beat Bionic Commando Rearmed when that was released. Mm, right. And I right. super enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. So, Nick, what was your more recent experience with this game? <sighs> well, I beat this game twice. Oh, wow. Actually, um I played it a lot. I really I ran into one spot where I spent probably one whole day just dying at this one level over level over. six. Yep, yep. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then eventually, uh, you know, I beat that and you know played through it. And then I was I was just kind of bored, and it was like we had a little more time with this one. So right. I was like, you know, I was like, you know, I remember this stuff being really hard, but now that I know, let me see if I can go back through. And then like I just rolled through it all in one sitting, like legit. Okay. Maybe so I- how many times did you play total? <laughs> I probably the first playthrough was probably six sessions. You know? Okay, um, one of which was all level six, probably for two hours. I don't know, right? With some right. small breaks in there for yelling. What What about you, Seth? Um, well, just one note is I feel that same way about the Spider-Man game we played for Genesis. Like I feel uh, like if I went back now, I could just tear through that game in like forty-five minutes. Yeah, once you know now that I yeah. know everything to do, <laughs> so. But I, I don't have that confidence with this game uh, still. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I played it, I think, only about three times. I was kind of pressed for time this past week. We had a lot of stitches in the household. <laughs> it's a cookie sale season if you're into the Girl Scout world of things. So it's a busy mm-hmm. time. And I don't know. I had like this weird experience playing it. Like I said, I beat the other one, the remaster of it. And it's like, I kept expecting these niceties to happen. And instead it was a slap in the face every <laughs> single time. Right on. It made it harder going through this game than I wanted it to be, to be honest with you. I did enjoy it. Um, and each time I did about a third of the game and I just cheated my way through level six, like there was no tomorrow. <laughs> so I, was, state or... I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't getting stuck anywhere in there. Oof. So I stayed stated a lot through this game. I'm not even going to lie. Anytime there was a tricky series of swings, I was like, nope, save it now. 
Well, I was, yeah, the first playthrough, it was like I would save in between levels and stuff. But, you know, specifically level six, I knew, I was like, I know this level sucks. So I was like, I'm just going to, I'm not going to save state in the uh, in the level because I want to see how many times I actually die. Mm-hmm. It was a lot. I bet. <laughs> I did beat the game and uh, it was a little easier than I expected. Yeah, in, in, in the some end. ways, yeah. Right, Nick. Here we are in the general chat portion of the show, and I'd like to start by saying you really can do more with this grappling hook than I remembered. Yeah, man, it's a it's a pretty versatile like. Uh, I always had this memory of you being just almost immobile with it. You know, you don't really have much control or movement, but you really you really do. Well, yeah, and I mean, I feel like you have to unlearn a lot of reflexes because you're gonna roll in, and as soon as you see like the first barrel, you're like jump over it. It's like, you can't. And you're like, oh, man, like once you stop thinking in that mode, you know right. what I mean? Or you're thinking like, like walk up to the barrel and then grapple. It's like, yeah. no, no, you need to be back a few spaces. Yeah, and swing it over. You need to give yourself that room. And yeah, there is definitely a learning curve that goes through your understanding of how this grappling hook works. But like once you get some uh, familiarity with it, you know, especially the first the first area and, you know, a few of the early ones, it's like you'll just get to these rooms where you can just like grapple through them and you feel like so cool, man, like. I don't know. It's a feeling that I was like, this is what I want from Spider-Man. Again, sorry to beat that dead horse, but it's right. like, come on, man. Now, agreed. Like, once you get into your rhythm, you can really grapple around very, very well. But, you know, as much as I do love some aspects of that grappling hook, there are others that just make it a huge pain in the butt. Because a lot of times when they want you to do something that's very, quote, hard, they're asking you to do some sort of maneuver with it that is not really in its wheelhouse. They need you to, like, you know, swing with it and then halfway through your arc press up and shoot it again or bounce off a wall or things that aren't in my normal moveset with it i found myself using the you know pressing down to drop mm-hmm. like i use that a lot to swing and stop like at the edges of things or right. i don't know it really helped me it's something that was new to me anyways this playthrough where i was like it really i don't know i just felt like i was especially by the end i was like you know that's why i felt I'm like, I'm so, I'm, I'm so good with this. I got to go back and see, you know what I mean? And I was like, yeah, you're I, emboldened. Am, I was like, I am good with it now. Like I can, whatever level six, I mean, it's fun. And one thing I like about this game too, I really love the communicator stuff. Yeah. It has that feel. It reminds me a lot of Metal Gear. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm a big fan of that because that gets you your exposition without having extra cutscenes or things that break, you know, the gameplay up. Yeah. And I like how it's, um, you know, you get the sense where you're like, it's, you know, I'm not the only one. There's other agents moving around. We're trying to find Super Joe. We're trying to, Well, you the know. whole world is kind of weird. It has like a, I don't even know, like a, like a weird World War II feel, but before America went in the war, like, you know, Casablanca, where it's like the Nazi, or sorry, the bads are in some towns <laughs> and you at the same time. So yeah. it's got that Casablanca feel where, you know, allied troops and uh, Axis troops are you know, intermingling in bars or the streets and yeah. spies are around. It definitely feels like that. Yeah, and it's cool. For all I, of our big Casablanca fans, yeah, I'm wow, sure. You no, know, yes, ton of them. Yes, play it again. Rick's um, place, baby. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's a lot of fun in that way. It gives you, and I like how, I think the music really fits that theme. Like, it's not the most catchy music, but no. it have that, like, military, like, drums, like, you know. Yeah. I think fits it pretty well. Now, the graphics are... Kind of a mixed bag, because I do like the sprites. It's just that they're all very simple and very plain. Yeah, they're just, they're like, they're they're like soldiers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nothing is looking crazy. Nothing's getting too out there. Some of the bosses get a little more interesting, but even yeah. then, it's like, they just feel kind of tame to me. 
especially after playing some like these Contras lately and some other games in the, you know, it just, there yeah. was a little more in the design process, I feel, for some of those other games where this one definitely sticks to its military roots. Yes, yes. More realistic across the board. And backgrounds, serviceable. Yeah, Um. in fact, this game, there's two areas where it's like, Whenever I would get to a neutral zone, you know, you see those like mountains in the background. I'm like, yeah. oh, man, I wish I was out there exploring. Right. You know, like, or. <laughs> well, and that is another problem is all the neutral zones look pretty much identical. Yes. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, there's almost all of the levels are you're in a building or a cave, you know. Sometimes you're on the right. outside of a building, sometimes, and you go in, but there's a lot of caves. So you get a, some pretty similar backgrounds, uh, maybe just changing the colors up, but eh, I've seen worse. <laughs> Definitely. Sound effects? Pretty classic Capcom fare. Mm -hmm. But overall, I feel like, you know, the sound design pulls together to be really good. Yeah, the grappling sounds, you know, it's very rewarding. Very, know? yeah. That clink and chink, man. Oh, it makes me want to be grappling right now. That's <laughs> good stuff. Well, Nick, here we are in the level-by-level level portion of our show. Yeah. And let's start with level one because I don't think you can go through level zero. It's just where the, the yeah. thing starts. It just starts you off there. Um and, I mean, you move your chopper over to Area 1, and uh, you can go fight a truck if you want now. Yeah. Um, if you're I, worried about dying, go for it. But you should be able to make it through Level 1 without Yeah, continue. yeah. No, it's, uh, it's not bad at all. But you, So you choose to descend, and you will uh, parachute down on, on the outside of these, like, yellow buildings. Uh, oh, yeah. You are at McDonald's headquarters, because <laughs> this is all yellow and red. McDonald land. Yeah, um... So you kind of have these buildings. There's a lot of the red soldiers out there. And, you know, this is a pretty good uh, test yourself out here with your grappling hook level. Because the very first area, you know, there's no pit deaths. Yeah. There's only like three guys that shoot at you or shoot them. And it's just about learning how to swing around, how to get up, what things can support you and what cannot. Yeah, yeah. But at the very top of this first area, you will get your first uh, communicator room. Yeah, and that's... Uh... You use your communications there. You can, uh, they will basically just open the door to get mm -hmm. into the other, you know, second half of the level. And then when you wiretap on the enemy soldiers, a lot of times that will give you a hint about the boss, mm -hmm. how to defeat it, or something in the level. And sometimes when you wiretap, you want to watch out because you can get, a, you know, an alarm will go off and guys will just start rushing you from inside the communication room. And at one point I thought that was you were going to take a hit no matter what when that happened. You kind of you just have to start shooting and heading left so, immediately. No, <laughs> like, actually, I found okay. Yeah, you could do that. That's probably smarter. I would always just I, start <laughs> shooting and head to the right, and that would give me enough time to like kill that guy and then turn around and get the other guy. Well, it's like yeah, there's the two knife dudes. Like, yeah. So basically, the room is overrun with two knife guys and a bunch of paratroopers. So you only have a few moments to take care of either of them. Especially like once you get the rocket launcher, it's okay. Yeah. Because it's strong enough to just one hit them. But mm -hmm. those guys take a few shots with the other guns, so it can be you know they can be a little tricky. And speaking of tricky, right in the middle of this level is your first tricky, well, I was going to say jump, but grapple. Yeah, yeah. And there's a big uh, searchlight in between the two islands that you have, and you have to grapple to that searchlight and swing across to the other side. A true swing. Now, one thing they don't talk to you about here, or they never do, but you don't have to worry about here, is that those searchlights, you can actually grapple and then climb up. Yeah, yeah. But if you hit the top of it, you will slide off of it yeah. whatever direction you were more on, the you, left you or the right. A very weird little uh, brief window before you start sliding to grapple if you want. Brief is not even a short enough <laughs> time, term. But, you know, you get to the second half, and... Uh, 
Yeah, once you get to that second door, which will now be open. Yeah, and I mean, you can go over there. Have you ever went to look at the doors? You know, you're like, oh, it's not open. I got to go back and find it. I did that in level, in one of the future levels I, okay. I did. I thought, well, I don't need anything out of this communications room. It doesn't yeah, I already do knew anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah, same thing here. And then I got to the end, and it was very sad because the communications room was like in the middle of the level. So I was like, it won't do me any good just to start over. I just have to get back there. Yeah, major backtrack, but. It was awful. But at the top of that second area is a door that lets you go into a building. Yeah, you're in this uh, kind of brown caves. You have the the elevator, which, you know, like you mentioned, there's the guys warn, they have a vague warning about the elevator. Yeah. But I never run into this. Like, I have before, if you write it down far enough, it'll just, you know, it'll just fall down and you'll land on some spikes. Oh, but, yeah? But if you just go down to, you know, you will probably, you know, You'll, the second level? The second level. You're exploring these. You'll be like, oh, a communications room. And there's a communications room on the right. Yeah. And then once you come out of that, the elevator's gone, so it, you can't drop you. <laughs> no, right. So I never, I rarely encounter the trap elevator. And, you know, this level does have some spikes at the very bottom. Mm -hmm. So you got to watch out for them. But otherwise, if this is another kind of training wheels area. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of, you know, you got a lot of, somehow these troops are parachuting into a cave but yes. uh you um you know it's a lot of jumping around and um well and you also encounter for anything for the first time uh the guys that hide behind barrels yeah yeah and you know they're not hard you just wait for them to not hide i think there's one of those you get a couple of those little laser barrier things you got to blow up yeah or... you got to get on the ceiling and shoot it but no one here is hard it's just you know you just have to take your time so you don't run into anyone yeah the the big pro tip i have here is you know because you will probably have already gotten at least one maybe two bonus life pills mm -hmm. you know what i mean it only takes five bullets you know so that's five enemies and that'll get you your first bonus life thing make sure you before you go to the boss room always check and make sure you have at least 20 bullets right because uh pro tip about spikes is that you may think they're an instant kill but they actually do three hit three bars of life of damage yes so if you have 20 bullets before you beat the boss beat the boss you'll get an extra 10 that'll bump you over the limit so that when you go to area four there's a part at the beginning where you could you know there's spikes right at the beginning right this will allow you to take a hit and still move through the level because it can be a pain but we'll talk about that later but first the boss the boss is uh well let's talk about the boss in general terms. Yeah. Because this boss room is going to get very familiar. Oh, yeah. It's They're at the all... <laughs> core of every base. Yeah, yeah. So your goal is to destroy the energy core or whatever is at the Something. far right side of the room. Yeah. What's defending that core will change every time. And that's what the boss fight is. Yeah. Now, you don't ever have to fight any of the enemies in the room. No, you don't. You just uh, Your you goal can, but... is to destroy that thing. And if you destroy it, You've destroyed everyone in that room, and the level is over. Yes. But in this first encounter, you are fighting a squadron of pretty pretty lame dudes. Yeah, there's a, a commander guy up there with, like, a writing crop or something. You know what yeah. I mean? Giving orders, and guys are running around, descending again. Uh, but you can just grapple over. You have a few platforms, one of which is right at level with the weak spot of the core. And just get over there and blast away. That's it. <laughs> yeah. You know, dodge a few guys or bullets when you have to, but the boss is actually very easy. Very. And then, oh, are you rewarded with anything for beating this level besides your 10 bullets? Ah, you are. You get the energy recovery pills. Oh, yeah. Yes, get the pills right away. Yeah. And then you move on, hopefully, to neutral area 13. 
Yeah, so this is just nearby. There's, you know, one thing about the neutral zones you haven't mentioned yet is that you cannot shoot in them. I well, mean, you can. Yeah. You can shoot in them. But if you do, yeah, you're in trouble. Then then these soldiers wearing white, you know, like UN troops, that's what I always think of, peacekeepers, mm-hmm. you know, they'll start parachuting in and attacking you. You can run and hide in a building, though. Yeah, yeah. They but won't. when you come out, it's still, you're still under fire. Yeah, so... I just, you know, if you got to do it, you know, because there's certain ones with barriers, you got to break with a gun or something, yeah. and then the alarms go off, and then you just start killing innocents because... Oh, I just run. Yeah. It's all about trying to get the heck out of there. Now, one thing that does bother me about all of the neutral zones is they have a medic place. Oh, yeah. But your health is always full and the door is blocked. It's just one of those <laughs> things that kind of bothers like, me. What's going on in here? Now, in this neutral zone, do we find anything useful or just some tips? Well, there's... The big thing is this is where you get your flare bombs. They're in one okay. of those buildings. So you need to get come here to get the flares. Yeah, and then after that, that's really all. That's the main thing here. Mm-hmm. Then you hop back in that chopper, and you can head to Area 4. Although I highly recommend that you have a continue before now. Yeah, because, definitely. Um, you know. Well, like you said, spikes, and then the whole difficulty level is ramping up a I little mean, bit. I mean, there's just... I don't know. Well, okay. So you get to area four, you'll come down. And if you're like me, you're going to get real excited because you're like, wow, look at that sweet forest. We're going to be grappling around this forest. But no, <laughs> no. Immediately you realize it gets dark and you're like, that's not a forest. You're in a cave. And that was the, that was the entrance to the cave and you were seeing outside <laughs> into the forest. <laughs> yeah. Um, now you can make it through this cave if you don't have the flares. Yeah. I mean, if you're, it's just really hard because yeah. you can't see the floor. Or anything. You're good enough, I guess. Uh, I mean, because really this cave is, two areas there's the first area which is a bunch of spikes and Mm -hmm. you have to grapple over them they're not too bad until the final one where it requires a mid-air grapple kind of to make it without taking a hit yeah yeah that you know you'll you'll clip that your first three series of spikes you just have to grapple swing across and jump yeah but that final one yes you do have to make a second grapple from the mid-air so like for me, like, I remember one of the times, you know, when I was first playing it, it was like, I got here, and then I was like, oh, crap, I died, because I didn't have three bars of life. Right. So every time I would hit the spikes, I would die, and then if you have to continue, but you didn't go to get a continue yet, you know, I, I can see where this would make a, the game seem way harder than it is. Especially to, uh, to a youngin. Yeah, yeah, so. But you just get past those spikes, and then it's business time. Oh, yeah, well, you got to go into one of your little communications room first, mm-hmm. and in that room, they tell you where the first communicator is going to work at oh is this the what one four and five mm-hmm. yeah and then if you wiretap you get a tip about attacking the boss from behind oh right okay yeah yeah and then after that you can move up and over to the second part of this uh cave system and this is the annoying part oh yeah it's a giant room that you have to get across and it's really not that annoying this is uh, this is okay i take that back it's not annoying at all this is where I forgot to go to that door. Oh, so, so you had to... <laughs> I had to swing back across all this junk. Yeah, there's a weird... Uh... So let's talk about the room. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just have a bunch of these really small, like, one-tile platforms, kind of. Mm-hmm. And then it, it's fun, I think, in a way, because you have all these things to grapple off of, and you can just, like, swing and kind of, you know, mess around a bit. But you really have to get to the right, and that's where it can be tricky because it's grappling onto something that's right attached to a wall mm-hmm. if you hit the wall you'll bounce off and then you kind of got to figure out you know there, finagle your way up there there are a few spikes on the floor but not not a ton so you don't have to really worry about them too much right right if you can get to the top right corner of this big room you get to fight a boss yes in the manual he's the bearded soldier well the bearded soldier is kind of a hard ass he's got a, a huge shield 
Yeah, like a riot shield or something. <laughs> a very strong riot shield, because not even uh, rockets will go through it. Yeah, he's impervious. Not that you have them yet. <laughs> but, but from the front, you're not doing any damage. Uh-huh. So if you want to fight this guy, you need to listen to that wiretap and start attacking him from behind. But if you're smart, you don't fight him at all. No, no. You just run past him, get on that middle platform, and shoot the core. Yeah, he can. If he gets underneath you, he has kind of a weird, it's, it's like a grappling. Like oh, yeah, I forgot of... about that thing. So what I would do is I would draw him out to the middle of the room and then swing over that grapple. Yeah, you just got to swing shoot, fast. Shoot yeah. the thing a whole bunch, and then when he gets close to me, swing back to the middle and pull him back to the middle of the room again. Yeah, you can just bait him back a couple times and you know just get up there and really like rapid fire on that core, and it'll go down pretty quick. Like, yeah, because he turns around. So trying to shoot him in the back is almost useless. It's a pain. Yeah, You get like one or two shots off before he's, he's turned around and, and coming for you again. So ignore him, hit the core, blow it up, yeah. be done with this level, and you are rewarded with the wide cannon. Yeah. Your favorite gun, Eric. My favorite. <laughs> and I take that gun straight on to neutral area 15. Just kidding. I don't take it anywhere. I just use my normal gun. <laughs> I um, But yeah, here in, in neutral zone 15, you'll meet uh, the dude... Generalissimo Kilt, you'll see him at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, he's marching around, calls you a dog of the Federation. Um, yeah. You can get a one-up here. Yes, um, very handy. I think this is where there's a wall that you can break with the wide gun to get the orange communicator. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's about it. Well, you get that stuff and move on to Area 5, an actual level. Yeah. This now, is, yeah. you have a required item in this level. You need to make sure you've got that red communicator with you. Yeah, yeah. In case you somehow got an extra one before this. I don't know. Maybe you're going crazy around the map. Getting wild, but yeah, you want the uh, the red community. This is like a sunset-looking tower. That's what I always thought of it. Like, it's a big... Oh, yeah. It is a giant tower. And uh, this is, to me, where it really kind of starts getting a little harder. It definitely does. Like, um, you'll have all these springs on the ground. Yeah, and I forgot about them. (laughs) Well, that that was another thing that always frustrated me as a kid was I was like, okay, if, if you could just map that bounce from the spring to a button i'm like you already have a jump like just just give it to me right either way uh you're going up this thing you're going to see some new enemies here you'll see these like iron balls that'll drop down and Mm -hmm. roll at you those weird guys that they like i have have a helicopter yeah helicopter pack they create a little barrier that you know they drag to the left and right on your Mm -hmm. level um but in general i find that it's better not to fight any of these guys uh no maybe the soldiers but it's all about speed just keep moving because they will all just instantly respawn from the top Yeah, as soon as you kill them. So it's better to just move past them. I and once think. you've scrolled them off screen, they're gone. Yeah, and then, yeah, but... But the hard part of this level is now you must actually use those lights. You must grapple onto them, and then you have that half second yeah. once you're on top of them before you slide off of them to then grapple to another high spot on you, the building. You gotta get it. You really do have to understand how that works because if you don't, you're not making it through this level. Yeah. Well, halfway up, there is a communications room. you got to stop in there. You learn about an underground tunnel that exists. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, th- you kind of overhear Super Joe if you do the wiretapping. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and one thing uh, we haven't mentioned yet, but uh, it's important to go to the communications rooms because if you die, that's kind of your checkpoint in the level. Like, mm-hmm. you'll respawn there. So even if you don't care about communicating, you at least want that. Yes. The second part of this tower is pretty much a lot like the first, just harder. Yeah, and the thing that's really frustrating is when you get to the bouncy section, you have all the paratroopers coming down, and you have to, like, use those springs to bounce. You know, it's it's not a huge 
thing, but it's like I kept going to the very top. You know what I mean? Like I would die and I'd be like, because the soldier would spawn and hit me in midair. Oh, gotcha. You know, they're falling down. Yeah, the parachuting trooping, And it's like, that. the hardest part was just trying to coordinate where they would respawn so I could get a clear path, you know? Oh, yeah. Now there is a second communications room at the top mm-hmm. of this area. And then you learn that Super Joe has been taken to Area 8. Have we even, I think we've told our viewers why we say Super Joe. Oh, <laughs> Well, Super Joe is the was the hero of Commando, I guess the original, you know, the game that this is a sequel to, mm-hmm. and he has been ca- captured. He yep. he was the first one on this mission. Yeah, they the, got him. The bads got him, and you were sent in to rescue him. Yes. Sorry, oh, rescue mission. <laughs> Sorry for not saying that earlier. So yeah, now you know where uh, they've taken Joe, and then the other one is like a weird message about the rockets or whatever. Basically, it's telling you the rocket launcher is in this area. Right. Right. That's man, and the thing that kind of sucks about the communication rooms is it's like a lot of times I'm like, this is weirdly worded. Like, even when you know what they're trying to get at, you're like, why would you know? There's a better way to put this in smaller words. Or I don't think an English, uh, I don't think uh, an English speaker translated right right these parts of the game. But then you only have the last part of the tower before you, and it is all vertical. Yeah, and jumpy. This yeah, and annoying. Yeah, yep, yep. But like you said, you can do it. You get to the top. And you have another wonderful boss room. Now, this is actually more of a boss than the last two. Yeah, the robot, the Pi 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 robot. That's what we always called it. Oh, yeah. What is it really called? Uh, I don't know. Flying robot. Okay. I think. That sounds about right for their naming scheme. Yeah, believe me, man. You get, you get some good ones. Well, it's really more like a, a gun bot. It's like a giant flying gun thing. Yeah, and it kind of, you know, it'll move up and down. It has like a triple spread shot it can shoot at you. Oh, really? I don't know. Because you know what I do with this? Because you'll fight it more than once. You go behind it? Just run into it. Like, I don't even care. Like, they're, I read online, they're like, well, you can wait and then run underneath it. And I was like, <laughs> why? It just takes off one hit. And it barely, like, you can gun them down pretty fast, even with the wide cannon. I mean, once you have the rocket launcher, it's nothing. But Well, I mean, I had the normal gun. And if you get behind it, it takes about 10 seconds of hitting yeah, the button to destroy it. Yeah, not much. Yeah. That's... Then you can just climb right up, and you have an uninterrupted view. Yeah, just blast away. Blow this dump up. And once you have blown it up, you are rewarded with 10 bullets and that beautiful, wonderful rocket launcher. Oh, yeah. Game changer, man. Definitely. Well, that wraps up part one of Bionic Commando. Yeah. We continue to break up our very long episodes and... uh you know, one thing we would love to hear from you guys is how long is too long? When should we break an episode in half? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because we, we can both go on and on about certain games. and uh, Apparently, Bionic Commando yeah, is yes, one of them. Yes, it is. So let us know how you feel, cartridge commandos. So join us next week as we finish up our chat of this awesome game and talk about every one of its wonderful levels <laughs> and give it a once-over in our review section. So if you haven't picked up a copy of this game yet, or found one. I hope you do. Grab those controllers and play along, friends. And remember, folks, if there's anything we forgot, let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com and we'll email you back. We will. We'll also message you back if you message us on Facebook at Cartridge Command or even just leave a little note about this or some other game we've played. Yeah. You can follow us on the Twitterverse at Cart Command and please subscribe to this show on whatever device it is you listen to our show on. 
And of course, we must always thank those wonderful, fine, amazing folks that give to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command. They're all cool people. They are the coolest of people. And I mean, Nick and I are the coolest of guys, so we know cool people. (laughs) Maybe not. But either way, it is those cool people that make this show happen. So thank you guys and gals. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And as always, Cartridge Commandos, game on! Ready to go into the manual? Sure. Oh.